This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson. From Isaiah, the chapter is 60, the verses are 1 through 22, and the title of this week's lesson is Glorified Israel, the Beloved Nation. From the New King James Version of the Holy Bible, the text reads, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen above you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around, and see. They all gather together, they come to you, your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. The multitude of camels shall cover your land. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister to you. They shall ascend with acceptance on my altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Who are these who fly like a cloud and like doves to their roosts? Surely the coastlands shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish will come first to bring your sons from afar, their silver and their gold with them, to the name of the Lord your God and to the Holy One of Israel, because he has glorified you. The sons of foreigners shall build up your walls, and their kings shall minister to you. For in my wrath I struck you, but in my favor I have had mercy on you. Therefore your gates shall be open continually, and they shall not be shut day or night, that men may bring to you the wealth of the Gentiles and their kings in procession. For the nation and kingdom which will not serve you shall perish, and those nations shall be utterly ruined. The glories of Lebanon shall come to you, the cypress, the pine, and the box tree together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the place of my feet glorious. Also the sons of those who afflicted you shall come bowing to you, and all those who despised you shall fall prostrate at the soles of your feet, and they shall call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated, so that no one went through you, I will make you an eternal excellence, a joy of many generations. You shall drink the milk of the Gentiles and milk the breast of kings. You shall know that I, the Lord, am 
your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze. And instead of stones, iron. I will also make your officers peace and your magistrates righteousness. Violence shall no longer be heard in your land, neither wasting nor destruction within your borders, but you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you, but the Lord will be to you an everlasting light, and your God, your glory, your sun shall no longer go down, nor shall your moon withdraw itself. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and the days of your mourning shall be ended. Also, your people shall all be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Thankfully, God provides forgiveness for, to those who truly repent of sin. Praise God's holy and divine word. Promising the fact that repentance leads to forgiveness, it is written, the Redeemer will come to Zion and those who turn from transgression in Jacob, Isaiah 59 and 20. That this promise had reference to the coming Messiah is made clear by Paul's use of the passage in Romans 11, verse 26 and 27. Regardless, God provided his people with an abiding hope. He offered a covenant that assured the penitent of forgiveness, Isaiah 59 and verse 21. Jehovah would make a covenant with those who turn from their transgressions, repent, and follow him, Jeremiah 31 verse 31 through 34. This is accompanied by the coming of the Holy Spirit and it will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all humanity, Acts 2 and verse 17. This is the abiding presence of the word of God with all the generations of the spiritual seed. Verse 21, as we read, from Isaiah 60, they shall inherit the land forever. <clears throat> Having announced the coming of the Redeemer, Isaiah turned his attention to the glory of Zion. Our lesson focuses upon the transformation of spiritual Zion. The description given extends beyond the return of captivity to the glory that is possible only in the spiritual Zion under the Messiah. 
Israel's future glory would be realized in the salvation brought by the servant Messiah who would come in his glory to fulfill the prophecies announced throughout the book of Isaiah. Jesus confirmed that these prophecies of the servant Messiah referred to him as he began his ministry. Notice Luke 4, verse 21. As foretold by Isaiah 61, verse 1 and 2. The future destiny of Zion was to be a spiritual one based on the redemptive work of God through Christ. Scripture often uses the metaphor of light to represent God and his truth. John stated, God is light and in him is no darkness at all, John 1 and verse 5. Jesus referred to himself as the light of the world in John 3 and verse 19. These New Testament references reflect the prophet's announcement in Isaiah 60 uh, when we look at verse 19, the Lord will be to you an everlasting light. Or, as we look at Isaiah 60, verse 1, I arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Here the Lord himself is viewed as light. Isaiah's admonition is directed towards Zion. The command to arise is accompanied by the strength to fulfill the order. That strength was and continues to be supplied by God. As a bright light is easily seen from the darkness, God's saving power was and continues to be witnessed by all those who are awake and discerning. We are to be anticipatory. We are to be aware. We are to arise and shine, reflecting the light that God provides and will provide when, when we arise. The bright future of God's people calls for cheerful expectancy in the present by faith. The kingdom of Jesus built the church and it will become in every sense the kingdom of heaven. Judgment and eternity will follow his return. The nations all aware, men, women, boys and girls have the opportunity to turn to a gracious and merciful living God. It's written in Revelations 21 and 26 and they shall bring the glory and, and honor of the nations into it. Again, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it, into this realm, into this kingdom, this heavenly kingdom. And I will shake all nations and they shall come to the desire of all nations and I will fill his temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Haggai 2 and verse 7. Israel, with God's help, would experience fame unheard of from the time of Solomon. 
Isaiah knew the walls of the city would be rebuilt. People from all nations would come to worship at a temple glorified by God. Jews and their proselytes would come from all parts of the inhabited earth. The throngs coming to the holy city are symbolically described as caravans approaching from the east, laden with riches to be employed in the kingdom of heaven, verse 6 in our text. Nations from afar would bring their flocks for the purpose of ministering to Zion. Their service would be accepted on Jehovah's altar and the house of his glory would be beautiful indeed. Verse 7. The flocks represent spiritual sacrifices and the altar and the house symbolize acceptable service to God in the Lord's church. The church in Revelation, as in Isaiah, is New Jerusalem and made of pure gold, Revelation 21, verse 18. And the streets of the city was pure gold, verse 21. The description of the city Jewish people would build on the ruins of their old city provides a foreshadowing of the new Jerusalem as described in Revelation where people of every tongue and nation will dwell. In this rebuilding of Jerusalem, ships from afar came and some of the ships bringing refugees to Jerusalem are called ships of Tarshish. We remember this from our study of Jonah. Jonah tried to run from the Lord by getting aboard a ship of Tarshish, Jonah 1 and 3. Ships of Tarshish appear, appear fairly often in the Old Testament. Sometimes the phrase appears to indicate a given size of ships. Notice 2 Chronicles 20, verse 36 and 37. Isaiah himself indicates large ships will bring Jews along with gold and silver to them while they try to rebuild, Isaiah 60 and verse 9. Many scholars believe ship of Tarshish indicates a ship of a given size. Uh, another point of reference, a ship of, of Tarshish uh, may be one that travels the entire length of the Mediterranean uh, to arrive in Tar Tarshish, uh, possibly Spain, and to bring cargo all the way back to the land where God's people were to be. Rather than detracting from Zion, these newcomers would build up Zion's walls and their kings would minister to the people. As Isaiah wrote, for in my wrath, as Isaiah wrote, formulating God's message, for in my wrath I struck you, but in my favor I've had mercy on you, verse 10. Although God intended to punish Judah for its sins, he also intended to lift them up, those who remain faithful, that faithful remnant. Zion's transformation would be remarkable. By referring to the glory of Lebanon, Isaiah 60 and verse 13, 
he called to mind Solomon's temple. This reference indicates that the New Zion individuals who formerly acted as enemies would fall prostrate before God's people. Verse 14. Zion would be called the, the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Again, verse 14. A complete reversal would occur. Those who had been destitute, punished, forlorn, exiled, would now return. And physical Zion, though it would be eventually ransacked and looted, spiritual Zion would be a joy of many generations. Continuing today, verse 15. If anything, this transformation would serve to remind the people of both God's power and his concern for them, Their, his covenantial love, verse 16. God continued through Isaiah, I will also make your officers peace and your magistrates righteousness, verse 17. This gives us hope. There is a marked change between the old Zion, both physically and spiritually. Everything is to be better, more precious than before. The peace of the Messiah will rule in the heart of mind of the faithful remnant. And let the peace or harmony from Christ rule or act as an arbitrator in your hearts. Colossians 3 and verse 15. He will break the yoke of oppression. Colossians 9 and 4. In its place, he will establish the scepter of righteousness. Hebrew, Hebrews 1 verse 8. Scepter of righteousness. There will be no desolation or destruction within the borders of Zion. Those who know not Jehovah and the joys of Zion, those who remain outside the portals of God's grace, will continue to labor in apostasy and sin with no end in sight, a separation from God. However, those who have passed through the gates of praise and dwell within the walls of salvation will continue to praise him for his salvation and will practice his peace. Because God will be in the presence of his people, mourning shall be ended. Mourning shall be ended. Isaiah 60 and verse 20. The days of your mourning shall be ended. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Revelation 21 and verse 4. Those who inhabit this city shall be all righteousness, and they shall be with God forever. Isaiah 60 and verse 21. They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. 
these righteous are those who are just and upright in right standing with God into eternal life. Matthew 25 and verse 46. This is the purpose of the church. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians 3 and verse 21. This will also occur continually in heaven. Revelations 4, verse 6 through 11. The reference to time in Isaiah 60 and verse 22, as it is written, the Lord will hasten in its time, anticipates God's decision to send Jesus when the fullness of time had come. Galatians 4 and verse 4. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians 1 and verse 7. The plan of God is on display in our lesson text. Because of the sins of man, God promised to send the Redeemer, Isaiah 59 and verse 20. He also intended to establish the church. This body would not be exclusively for Jews, for Gentiles would flow to it from afar. Its gates, Zion's gates, would remain open. There would be no need, there is no need for contentiousness and harmony reigns. This signifies both Zion's peaceful nature and its willingness to welcome all who choose to enter. The church, which is the kingdom of God on earth, enjoys both God's presence and his blessings. Praise God. Most importantly, Isaiah anticipates the reward of heaven for the faithful sojourner. The last verse of Isaiah 60 seems to predict the transcendent progress of the church. Verse 22, what began as a relatively small group in Jerusalem or Zion eventually spread throughout the world. God promised to hasten it in its time. Other passages describe the growth of the church. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall all exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Isaiah 2, verse 2 through 4. Or, and in the last days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Daniel 2, verses 34 through 44. As Jesus wrote, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is the least of all seeds, but 
When it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Matthew 13, verses 31 through 32. This lesson is yours. Thanks for being a part of this ongoing study. I pray that something has been said that is both edifying and uplifting. Next week's lesson is entitled Rebuilding the Ancient Ruins and the text is Isaiah 61 verses 1 through chapter 62 verse 12. Again, Isaiah 61 verse 1 through chapter 62 verse 12 and the title Rebuilding the Ancient Ruins. Let's pray one for another. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Father God, we approach your throne of grace with humility and awe. Father, we thank you for your forgiveness as we repent of our sins and seek a closer walk with your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of your only begotten Son. We thank you for his sacrifice on the old rugged cross for the sins of mankind. We thank you for the redeeming power of his blood shed for us. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to continue to study your word, your will, and your way. We pray for all those who are a part of this study and our extended families. Help us to continue to serve you. Give us all those things we stand in need of to continue to serve you and the opportunity to be called your children. Father, we pray for those who do not know you yet. We pray for space and time to come to you before it's eternally too late. Father, we pray for the sick and the shut-in, those separated from you. We pray for your healing grace to envelop those in need, sustain those in their time of pain and suffering. And if it be your will, give them back a portion of their most wanted health. We pray for those suffering the confusion of worldly chaos and confusion. We pray that your clarity and wisdom be manifested in all minds who reach out to you in faith and hope. Father, we pray for all the students, teachers, staff who are returning to school. Father, keep us all safe and prospering with knowledge and mindfulness. Father, thank you for all the many blessings you bestow on us each day. These and all other favors we ask in the most holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us all reach out in Christian love this week through cards, letters, texts, and emails, one to another. Let us praise God from whom all blessings flow. Let us count it all joy. Stay safe. Bye for now.